Ah, happy Thursday, it's 8.11pm, welcome to the Print Life Podcast number three, yeah, roll that motherfucking intro, ladies and gentlemen. think of that intro that was beautiful right you guys welcome to the third ever podcast that i have done this is not live this is not on youtube stream and all that shit this is just me in front of the camera and the microphone babbling for i don't know 30 minutes to an hour we'll see how it goes Uh, welcome to the show you guys are awesome for tuning in Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about this podcast and where I plan to go with it. If you haven't seen the last two feeds, maybe you haven't listened to the last two podcasts, it's mainly going to be me. I have no name. I'm not famous. So no one's going to really click into this just for no reason. So here's the reason to tune in. I am a small business owner. I run a t-shirt screen printing shop in Phoenix, Arizona. I have some experience in business, very limited. I run a pretty good print shop. We do Pretty good quality work. Pretty good. Not where I want it to be, but I'm getting happier with it every day. And I'm learning as I go. I'm really into this media thing, man. I'm I'm into YouTube videos. I'm into vlogging, which seems to be the rage, although I think it's on its way down because so many people are doing it. Look, just to get started, I understand that everybody wants to make the money the easiest way possible that you can. But if you're if if you're lot, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest, man. I've seen a few of the vloggers somehow pull it off, and what they basically do is vlog about the fact that they're vloggers, but or they vlog about the fact that they're famous. But for the most part, if you're vlogging about you and you live in an apartment and you don't even vlog about the job that you hold, but you're somehow, I don't know, I I, I don't know how to put this into words, but look, if you don't have a certain skill set or a certain thing that you do besides trying to be a YouTuber, then you probably shouldn't be trying to start a vlog channel. I'm just saying. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you totally deserve to. And maybe I'm a fucking asshole for saying it, but stop. Stop with the vlogs, man. Stop it unless you have something to actually share. You know? Or not. Man, maybe everybody deserves to have a vlog. Anyway, so I'm into it, and I feel like my vlogs are valuable because I'm sharing my life as a print shop owner, as a small business owner, and just as a guy that that's trying to figure his way in life, you know, and I think it's fun. So if you're into vlogs, definitely check out the print life on YouTube, subscribe, like, share, all that cool stuff. If you're into podcasts, well, I'm doing two different kinds. I'm doing the live feeds on YouTube every Wednesday. I'm I'm experimenting with time. So there's no dedicated time slot. You'll need to tune into YouTube and just check that out. So subscribe to me, ding the bell, and you'll be notified when my next live event is coming up. And in the live events, I'm doing Q&As with, with my subscribers. I'm also doing a little bit of news, not necessarily around screen printing, but just whatever the hell I think is interesting to me. And, 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 I'm doing quotes of the day where we, where we read a quote and then we dissect what it means and how it applies to our daily life. I'm also 
doing my business topic of the day where I line out a topic and I just kind of dissect, I read it out, I talk about it and I dissect it and hopefully everybody learns a little something, something. So it's not necessarily screen print centric, but I am a t-shirt screen printing shop owner. So this is kind of where my basis of education is from. But you don't have to be a screen printer to enjoy the stuff that I'm putting out in media. And I'm into this media thing, guys. I mean, I'm into it. It's fun. I love this shit. I, you know, I was, you all may not even know this term, but I was one of the first kids in my town to have an NLE. And unless you're specifically into the video production game, you don't even know what NLE stands for. If you are into it, especially back in the day when the term was new, then you know what that means. And I'm telling you that I was one of the first people to have an NLE. I even edited prior to that on a tape-to-tape -tape or a, a reel-to-reel with the with the board, with the recorders, with the VHS tapes. It was crazy. It was on, um, oh, I can't even remember what it was. It was bigger than VHS. You would record to a tape that was bigger than VHS, larger format. But you would still take VHS. It was crazy. So I've been in that game for a long time. I thought I would be, I would do it professionally, but I could never get the money together to get the equipment. So, you know, and... So I belong in this thing, and now that I have a print shop and I had some funds to put this stuff together, I'm just like relishing in the privilege of being able to make videos on a camera that shoots in 4K for under $1,000. That's crazy. I'm recording audio that is like CD quality for less than 150 bucks. My I pay $50 a month for my video editing software, my photo editing software, my vector editing software, the whole goddamn spectrum. The live streaming software that I have here is free. However, glitchy and, and really aggravating, as a matter of fact, based on syncing and stuff, but it's free. My capture card. I spent $1,000 on a pile of crap capture card in my first NLE on my or Dell back in uh, 1997. Now I have a full capture card that's streaming to this thing right now and I bought it for 100 bucks. Oh my god, man. This world has changed. It's beautiful. But it's also made a situation where a lot of people that have nothing to say and nothing to share are able to join in to this cesspool of media. Uh, YouTube uh, podcasting, I'm trying to join into it because I feel like I have something to say, although it's a bit arrogant of me to think that. But I feel like I have something to say, and I want to share it with you guys. And that's that. So, what's the topic of this podcast? Podcast numero tres. Numero tres, my friends. Numero tres. The topic that I actually want to go into is not really loose. It's not as loose and freestyle as what I was just doing. Excuse me. Oh, woohoo! That was a tasty. I haven't even had lunch yet, and I could taste something in there. I think it was spicy popcorn, Cheeto spicy popcorn. Today, what I want to talk about on podcast number three, which I hope will kind of set the tone for what this podcast will be about to some degree. Uh, this topic is going to be starting a small business. And, you know, I think in today's world, today's society, everybody thinks or wants or has a dream to be some kind of uh, business owner. They want to work for themselves. They want to 
not work for the man. They want to be creative and they want to be seen as an entrepreneur and they want people to respect them because they stepped out and did their own thing and all this amazing stuff. But at the end of the day, starting a business is just as hard. It's harder than working for somebody else. I promise you. I promise you. There's a there's a point where it becomes better than working for somebody else. But up until, until you get to that point, it is goddamn harder. I promise you that. Although... It's liberating and it's exhilarating in a way that working for someone else could never be. It really feels like, so it has a euphoric feeling, especially in the beginning, first couple of months, first six months. It's a beautiful thing. With all that in mind, if you are deciding or if you have made the decision that you're going to start your own business, you're going to start working for yourself. You are going to be your own boss. You're going to be the man, the myth, the legend that all of your friends and family look up to. You are God. If you've decided this is going to be you, then you need to ask yourself one question. And this is a very important question. And you need to take this question very, very, very seriously. The question is, why are you considering starting this goddamn business to begin with? Why? Why do you want to do it? Is fame? Is fortune? Is it fun, freedom, fucking females, fairies, frappuccinos? I couldn't think of many more Fs without being completely offensive. And I think I hit two extremely offensive words there. I might bleep them out. Anyway, why are you considering the business thing? The reality of the business world is it's tough. And it's not going to be easy. And the stress level and the inconsistency and the fear is of not knowing what's around the corner is so overwhelming at times that a job is just much more secure. So if security is a priority to you, stop now. Stop, 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 stop. Live vicariously through somebody else. Let's another person start a business. Watch their podcast. Watch their YouTube channel. Don't do it for yourself. If consistency and stability is key, this shit ain't for you. If you are okay with that, then what is it? Do you want to be your own boss? If you want to be your own boss, that's awesome. And, and starting your own small business, whatever type of business you start, is a beautiful way to do that. But keep this in mind. If you start a service-based business, uh, you essentially lose one boss and you acquire many bosses because every client, every customer that you acquire, especially in the service world, becomes your boss. They will dictate the hours you work, especially in the beginning when you're so flexible and you're not willing to, to stand up to them. They will dictate your hours. They will dictate how much you charge them. They will dictate when you're done, where you're done, what time of the... They'll dictate everything. You acquire numerous bosses that change every week as opposed to just having one boss that you can learn how to manage or you learn how to emotionally deal with the fuck. Fuck that. No. I've had a number of bosses... Y'all know who you are. Some of you are all right. Some of you I really liked, but the most of y'all, you get one of these. And the ones that I liked, you, you, you get a couple of these. You Actually, you get two solid because somehow you figured it all out. I don't know how you did it. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out too. So if you wanted to be your own boss, well... Maybe you think that it will allow you a certain level of freedom, and it does when you get to a certain point. But until you get to that point, uh, 
throw freedom out the window. Relationships gonna tank. If, if you have a family, oh my god, man. I, I know people do it, but your family life will suffer because the amount of hours you're gonna put in. My first two years, uh, I did, and I know every new business owner says, I didn't sleep, I didn't sleep. Well, my first couple of years, I dealt with customers all day because the phones would not stop ringing. And then as soon as I we actually closed down the shop, then I could actually focus on the print. So I had to print all night. I would print from the moment we closed the phones off uh, until I got the jobs done for that day. It The amount of hours that I put in is freaking mind-boggling. And it, it was so extreme that I burned out. In two years, I burned the hell out. I burned out. Two years, I hired my first employee about a year in, and I, and I, I was still so, like, it was the first year and a half or whatever was so crazy that I almost lost my shit. I had, I, was, I had a relationship, which went right to the crapper. I had friendships. All of them went right to the dumper. I made retarded decisions in my personal life and my business life. I was just so overworked, had so little sleep. My sleeping schedule got turned upside down. It was crazy. So if, you're, if freedom is what you want, gets there eventually but for the first couple of years nothing and I'm, st I'm starting to really realize now that freedom and business ownership don't really go hand in hand because even now like i've tried to put together a situation where i am free and when you do that when you kind of step back and then try to let the business it suffers or maybe it, it's it flourishes and suffers at the same time anyway so if freedom is your thing no 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 uh so from what I've warned you with so far, you need to understand that when you start out on the path of business ownership, it's just not going to be easy. And everything you think that you're, the reasons that you're probably following this dream for are going to be way down the road, way down the road. I'm five years, five years deep and I'm still like reaching for those things. Okay. So those the freedom, the work for yourself, the not working for the man, all this stuff, it's way down the road. May not even exist. I don't know. But if you're cool with all that, then you're probably the right person for this job. If you're willing to have no stability, if you're willing to go with little or no sleep, uh, to have many bosses instead of one boss, and if you're willing to have zero security, I think I already said that, then you're the prime candidate for this. Uh, from there, then you have to ask yourself, what qualifies you, 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 and 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 you, to do this? Why are you qualified? Do you have, did you develop a skill in this particular industry years ago? Are you working in this industry now? Do you have a background in business? Do you have a background in sales? What qualifies you to do this? My qualifications were a strong graphics background, a sales background, a printing background. I, I'm a, I was a self-taught printer before I started working for a print shop. And then once I uh, set off into the printing, well, I was a construction worker. And then I went to community college for like a bachelor's in science, which would have been like a degree in kind of graphic design. And then once I kind of got that, I got my first job as an actual designer at a print shop. And then from there, I learned even more about screen printing and designing. And then I was like, holy shit, I could do a way better job of this. So I'm going to do a way better job of this. And then I set off on trying to get all my shit together and a good paying job came along. So I took that with the intent to uh, use the money that I made from it and start investing it in my print shop. And that's the rest is kind of history. And uh, that's why I started it. 
I had a lot of qualifications. I had a lot of drive. And I knew at the end of the day that I was not going to be a happy man unless I gave 100% of my being to the idea of being in the print industry, being a screen printer. I mean, technically, I was I when I took the second job, after I got the design job at the print shop and then the better paying job came along, which I was really hesitant to take because I had worked so hard to get into the printing industry. And the second job was back in the construction world. I became really good at it. I became so good at it. I was uh, getting promoted. I was starting to run jobs. Technically, I could have started a business in that industry and really killed it. But I had already set my mind on this shit. Looking back, I maybe should have been more flexible. Who knows what would have happened there, but no regrets. No R-A-G-R-E-T-S. Regrets. No regrets. Not even one letter. So that's why I was qualified. What qualifies you? And you need to truly ask yourself this. You back the business, blah, 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 whatever, all the things that I said. I have no business background, so if I was basing it on that, yeah. Not the guy for this shit. I had no. I was an entrepreneur. I, I was an entrepreneur in the art world, in the graphics world, but I had some qualifications, but I probably didn't have all the right ones. And uh, because of that, it leads me into the next question. After you know if you are qualified for it, where your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, you need to ask yourself, how the flying shit balls are you going to finance this sucker? How are you going to do it? I mean, are you independently wealthy? Does your family have a, a chunk of change that they're willing to give you and, you know, maybe potentially have you lose it? Do you have savings? Are you going to take that savings and invest it in the business? And then do you have more reserves that you can invest that you can then grab again when you make all the wrong decisions and you pissed a bunch of money away that you shouldn't have? Do you have all this stuff in place? Do you have a high-paying job that's going to allow you to save cash and then take those little savings and invest them in equipment and in a property? And then once you have the property and the equipment and the website and the way to acquire customers, and now you can make enough money from the business that it supports you, but you can't really grow any bigger because your income and your margins are never high enough that will allow you to reinvest in bigger, better equipment. How would you finance the business? This is the question, not just the initial stage. This was one of the biggest goddamn mistakes that I made. I, I did all the right things, man. I was a hard worker. I worked my butt off, but I got enough money together to open the doors and to start acquiring a small customer base, which is amazing. But your business will get to a point where you cannot scale any further without capital. And this is becoming more and more like I'm realizing it more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And I'm trying to be really clever in how I do it because I don't want to take on investors. I don't want to take on loans. I don't want to do all these things. But I didn't have a, a plan to finance the second stage of growth. And uh, now I'm suffering and I'm having to figure it out as, as things go forward. And there's never enough margin to really take you to that next level to reinvest. If you raise your prices... It's cute. All business shit says, oh, yeah, raise your prices, everything okay. But at the end of the day, you raise your prices too high, you lose your, your entire customer base. And then you're so the game is tough. How are you going to finance this business? How are you going to finance the first stage? How are you going to finance the sec finance the second stage, the third stage? You really need to think about this. You need to have a good, solid plan on how you're going to do it. For instance, I'm starting to acquire, uh, I'm starting to build credit an actual credit base on the uh the corporation that is monument limited 
And once that's established, then I can actually take out loans and go to expand, but it's taking a long time. These kind of things take time, and that's the reality. If you're if you're doing everything yourself, if you're self-financing, the growth is slow and steady and almost painful. On the flip side of that, if you have investors, if you have people that are going to back you, you can have a much faster, rapid, just more like a higher velocity growth plan. Uh, but the risk goes up as well because everything I, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a fan of organic, just chill, kickback growth. I don't need the stress of that kind of rapid growth that the whole tech world is dealing with now, the overnight successes, all that kind of shit. I don't need it. Anyway, this is what I will tell you. Do not take out loans on your personal name, on your, on your personal brand, on your personal estate, on your house, on your car. Do not take out loans to finance your business because that's just a stupid goddamn move. And everybody knows this is like bullshit. I want to be a businessman 101 that the majority of startup businesses fail. So you do not take loans out on something that has such a high rate of failure. Don't do it. Don't take out loans. Get people to invest in you. Save it. Or those are pretty much your only options. Do not take out loans. But if you're not going to take out loans, how are you going to get financing? Your family, you get rally. You gotta get your sales skills up. You gotta rally people that are willing to invest in you, uh, with a with a uh, a potential for a return, but with a very strong understanding that they may not get a return. So they have to be able to be willing to lose it. You don't want to lose family over this shit, man. You don't want your family to hate your guts because you didn't return. So you never overpromise. You underpromise and you would shoot to overdeliver at the very least. Uh, what you exactly what is expected to happen happens okay so that's how you do it or number two you save you get a good job you get a crappy job you get multiple jobs you work 16 hour you work a couple different shifts you save the money you invest it you continue to work those jobs while running the business you keep saving you keep stacking those are really your only options everything else is crazy so stop thinking about loans so once you have your financing plan down and pat and packed down tight, you got it under control, you got it by the balls, you're ready to start the ejaculation process. You're ready to grow. You're ready to explode. You're ready to explode. Fuck, where did that come from? That leads us into the next question, my my people, my print fam, my 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 killers. My gangsters. How will you scale the goddamn business? How are you gonna scale it? What are you going to do, man? I mean, how are you going to scale this thing? Here's the here's the reality of, of business, especially the service businesses, uh, like root, being a roto-rooter, being um, a low-level contractor, drywall, power washing, screen printing, car detailing, window washing. These small-scale service businesses have a very low entry cost. It doesn't cost a lot to get started. Five to $50,000 and you're in like Flynn. You have... A, you have you know, on the five to $10,000 range, you work for yourself. On the $50,000 range, you probably have yourself plus a couple of guys, maybe even an office manager. So the cost of entry is very low. Problem is, especially if you didn't plan for the first part, which is how you're going to finance the business and how you're going to scale and all these kind of things, uh, you're going to get to a point where you've maxed out your production capabilities but you're maxed out. You're doing all the work that you can, but because of the people you have hired and because you weren't saving and maybe you were paying rent and all this stuff, you haven't made enough, enough net profit to reinvest back in the company to expand, to grow. This happens to so many businesses. And, and all of us, like every business person will lie about it. 
you know, like when confronted because we're, we're supposed to be business owners and we've got shit figured out. But at the end of the day, the reality of it is none of us, none of us have been consistently squirreling enough cash away to reinvest into the company from the profits and grow to the next stage. So how are you going to scale the business when you come to realize five years deep that your mar your net margin, your net profit is not high enough to reinvest, to reinvest into high level marketing campaigns, to, to buy out another business and acquire their market share. You don't have the funds. This is, this happens to so many. This happens to most businesses. Actually, this is the reality of it. And this will happen to you. This is happening and has happened to me starting to figure it out. But this is where most businesses go. A lot of and you'll see this too, like like in the print industry, it's very common in the plumbing game. It's common it, like in every industry, what a lot of people will ask themselves, okay, we're going to scale. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and finance some more equipment. Cause then that way we increase our capacity. Now that our capacity has increased, we can get more clients. It's really cute. But at the end of the year, your revenue went up, but your net has stayed exactly the same. So now you're, you, you know, it may even be even worse off if you're trying to pay that off. And you bring in more customers and all this and that, but it's like a cycle of no profit. And without real profits, uh, your business is going to suffer and you're not going to be able to truly scale. And increasing increasing production capability, it's important, but the really important thing is, is uh, figuring out how you're going to acquire the client base. That's the most important thing. And you will get to a point where you're maxed out on your current production level, but bringing in new infrastructure may is mo in most cases, most of the fucking time actually has a higher expense than just staying where you're doing it and, and taking your margins based on what you're currently maxed out at. Maybe that makes sense. I, I don't know if I explained it well. So anyway, you have to have a strong plan for how you're going to scale the business. And again, man, I'm not a businessman. So the stuff that I'm talking about is just from my experience. Some of these things, a, a properly trained business person would step in and go, oh, well, you go do this and you do this and then you wait for this and that. And then when you have net revenue based on blah, 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 then you do this and you do that. See, but most of us that enter into this game, we're not business people. We're winging it. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. So you need to ask yourself these questions. You need to have an understanding. How are you going to... How much of your profits you're going to make, how much you're going to save, man. Like you, you're going to, you're shooting for this much revenue per year. And of that amount of revenue, you want this, you want a 10% net profit on that total revenue so that you can reinvest it into more equipment or more importantly, into getting new prop into new market share. Once you have the new market share, then you're going to increase production the smart way. Again, these are where my plans are starting to go. I'm not going to reveal too much of that. But how are you going to scale, ladies and gentlemen? Ask yourselves this in whatever business you're going into, which leads into the final question, which is ultimately the most important question. What's your goddamn long-term plan? Long-term. For instance, you could have a long-term plan to uh, sell that sucker off to the highest bidder. You're going to get it to a certain revenue per year and you're going to sell that market share off to the highest bidder and fucking wash your hands of the whole thing and retire in Cabo. Uh, $5 million, $10 million, uh, maybe, I don't know, what did Instagram sell to Facebook for? I don't even remember. A billion dollars richer. billion bucks in the bank. You sold that bitch off. Probably not going to happen to you. I don't care how big you make it. That ain't going to happen. That shit's pipe dream type shit. Anyway, uh, is that your plan? Maybe you want to... I don't know, just, uh, you know, work for yourself, maybe franchise it. You want to start selling off franchises to people. And then that way 
you you're in control of the brand, but other people are kind of running it a little bit. You know, you have a you have a, a car detailing business, and you start selling off franchises so that you can control it, but you don't have to put in all the nitty gritty work. You don't have to deal with the employees and that kind of stuff. Franchising is a great option. Maybe you want to just get it to a point where it has a certain revenue per year. It generates a certain amount of profit. You pay taxes on that profit. You pull a nice, generous salary, and your ass travels the world. You know what? What is your plan? I've heard business wisdom before that just says you should always have an exit plan. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I don't know that I like that so much, but maybe that's true. Maybe the real plan is always to sell it to the next highest bidder. You sell your market share. I don't know. Then why, you know, then why don't certain companies sell? Why doesn't Facebook ever sell? You know, some some companies it's bigger than that, but you have to really ask yourself, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? What are your end goals? Do you want to be a big corporation owner? Do you want to be the president, CEO, or the chief financial officer? What do you really want to be? Or do you just want to travel the world and have a residual income until you die? And maybe that residual income transfers to your kids and to your family. You know, there's so many ways you can go with it. You have to ask yourself what you really want. And then try to build a business around that plan because that will dictate the moves that you make. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. God damn, that was just like off the cuff and I felt really good about it. We, I, went, I, will, I went somewhere with that. So, I... Excuse me. God. I haven't even had lunch yet, but it tasted like something. Probably stomach bile. I, when I first started it, I just didn't want to have a boss. So I didn't plan my long-term plan. I didn't plan long-term before I started it. Didn't even consider it. Now that I'm in it and I'm, I'm in it to win it, I have a, I have a long-term plan. I, there's a couple of things I want to do. Uh, I'm not going to say some of them, but one of them is definitely to kind of have a set it and forget it at a certain level. Not anytime soon. Well, I, I would like to travel. And I, there's some other things I want to do. I'm really into this videography thing and this whole this whole um, social media marketing thing. I'm into it, and I'd like to really put together a lifestyle that um, lends itself well to that kind of thing, to media marketing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just really getting into marketing, so I'd like to steer the company into that sort of world. I also uh want to have kind of a there's a lot of things i want to do i'm not going to share all of the plans with you because until they are a reality i don't want to put it out there too much but there's a lot of things i'm trying to do sorry that's i know that's a little bit stingy but you can't share your plans you can share what you've learned up to that point but that just it wouldn't be smart for me to share what i intend to do right you guys wouldn't expect that of me come on and if you do I, you're kind of an asshole you know we can't be friends if you expect me to share my plans. I don't think that, I don't think we'll like each other very much. But you guys, I feel like that was um, all I really wanted to talk about, man. I feel like we really dove into that, and I feel like it was it was something special. So with that, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Print Life. It's really the first podcast, but this is going to be number three on the podcast. But this is the first podcast that wasn't also filmed live with interaction from um, my viewers and subscribers and stuff. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you got it on iTunes or fucking Google Play or whatever the hell else there is, be sure to, to download it, like it, subscribe with it, share it, whatever you guys got to do to just help me put this thing forward. Uh, and just let your people know about it. If 
you decide to subscribe, be sure to listen from beginning to end and all that good stuff. Uh, you guys are straight up amazing, and that was a lot of fun. Hopefully, you learned something from it. Uh, in the meantime, head over to YouTube and subscribe to The Print Life. Uh, if you need any screen printing done, be sure to hire Monument Limited. That's monumentlimited.com where you get to utilize our print project builder where it has never been easier to place complicated screen printing orders. So head over to monumentlimited.com now whether you have a small or an extremely large order of t-shirts or sweatshirts that you need printed. Our website, our customer service agents are there to crush it. They will crush your order. They'll make it easy as apple pie. So visit us, monumentlimited.com. You guys are amazing. Take care of yourselves, print fam. Peace out.